Lady Ada, what is this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. The original hosts are here again. Me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada. Sometimes we have other folks from the Ada Food community come and help out showing and uh, hosting Show and Tell. But uh, it's us. You're stuck with us. Okay, so we're going to check in with some Adafruiters and other people in the community. What are they hacking, 3D printing, coding, taking apart, putting back together, fixing, breaking? We're going to find out for the next 20 minutes. we got a bunch of stuff going on tonight. A lot of cool people from the team. We're going to show what they're up to this week. We're starting with Scott. Scott! Scott, what you got going on? Hello. Uh... As folks probably know, I've been working on the ESP IDF5 update, which is like the underlying um, code that we get from Espresso to use their chips. And uh, on my stream last Friday, I started the 5.1 update, uh, which gives us support for a couple new chips from Espresso, which is pretty exciting. So um, I have here uh, a C6. And what you can see in the screen share is that uh, web workflow is working on the ESP32 C6 dev kit M, which is one of these Espressive uh, created dev kits, uh, which is pretty cool. And I guess the, the main thing about the C6 is that it has Wi-Fi 6 support, um, which Neat. I think is just changes to the protocol to handle congestion better, I believe. So I don't think it's like any new, new bands. It's still 2.4 gigahertz, but it should do a better job at navigating Busy airwaves, I think, is and there's definitely only more Wi-Fi everywhere. Okay, well, this is cool. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, you know for people watching uh, who don't know, you know, Scott and I were chatting about how we want to get back to web workflow. So we can yep. keep hacking baby toys, um, <laughs> but one of the things to do that was we wanted to get five uh, one, you know, five zero five one IBF merged in, yep. so that you know we weren't working on something that was then going to get blown away or had to be we reworked for five zero five one. So we're going to definitely eat all of our meat and vegetables, and then we're going to have dessert. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like actually trying to do the serial terminal demo demo, and it was like not working fully for me. So yeah. But you I know can, what? Like, I see just... more stuff coming out my terminal window than I can see here. So I gotta, yeah. I gotta figure that out. I mean, it's 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 there. It just needs a little bit of cleanup. But I think you know now we actually have like a really good project that's going to use it. Um, we're going to really hammer on web workflow and get people trying it out. I mean, I, I I like to release a product when I know it works and I think it's going to be a good experience to people. So we're going to release that uh, toy hacker board uh, once we have web workflow rocking out, nice and solid. Yeah, yeah, and I'll have to uh, I'll have to squirrel squirrel it away again. Yeah. Um, All right. Not destroy Thanks art. So much, Scott. Are you doing a um, deep dive this week? That's the plan. Uh, okay. So we'll go over this, and hopefully, I, the H two is like really close. It doesn't have Wi Fi, um, but I, I wanted to add it anyway because people like to add boards to CircuitPython. So thought I'd do that. Cool. So two p.m. Pacific, Pacific, five p.m. Mm -hmm. Eastern. Scott will do a deep dive, and you can learn about the innards of all this and more totally yeah and the last thing to say about the c6 is it does have more ram internally as well Ooh, how much ram does it have it's like 512 instead of three or three 384 or yeah or 384 yeah. is what the other one okay that's great that's a bit more ram that's nice that's nice i mean like we love ps ram but it's not as fast as internal ram so no it is not always love more ram yep okay, thanks scott thank you all right next up uh, jeffler what you doing Good evening. I've got a new keyboard. Right. I was reading the Adafruit blog the other day, as you do, 
And I learned that Unicomp has updated their buckling spring keyboards to use the Raspberry Pi Pico as a controller. So if you want to bring up my screen, yeah. I'll show you a little uh, quick learn uh, Adafruit playground guide that I wrote about putting CircuitPython on this keyboard. So I got this keyboard today, took it apart, put CircuitPython on, and wrote up some code so I can use it like a keyboard. And, you know. Oh. That's so nice. yeah, what you have inside, this is not my photograph. This is from Admiral Shark's Keyboards, which is who our blog was citing. So they've got the RP2040 microcontroller in there. And then like these two different ribbon cables that come off. And those go to this, uh, it's a double layer sandwich of flexible circuit board. Um, and then I guess, you know, the rows are on one of the connectors and the columns are on the other. Yeah. And it's a little bit wonky. Uh, because the matrix is 16 by 16 elements. So yeah. to scan a column, you have to set the three address bits and then set which of the two like MUX chips is enabled. And then you can read off the row of pins. So you can't do it with the keypad module. Yeah. But you can do it in pure Python. Okay. And anyway, so this is up. I'll drop the uh, link on Discord, but it's like the, the most professional keyboard that you can get and put CircuitPython on in like the space of It's half natively hour. supported. That's cool. It's fascinating. Mm -hmm. They actually, like when you said Pico, I kind of assumed that they were like, oh, we redid the board to have RP2040, but they like. Yeah, no, it's literally we glued the module on or soldered you know it on, I should it say. It could have been just like easier for, you know, it could have been like, well, we don't have space constraints. And for mm -hmm. manufacturing, if you're paying for, if the manufacturing is expensive, having a ready to go board might be cheaper, I guess. Or maybe it's just speed. You just want to get to the I, don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you're picking and placing one item instead of all those items. Maybe yeah. there's a savings there. You you were saved from having to do the design. I, I don't know what their trade offs were. It would be really fun to hear from them about you know, why did you do it that way? I think we've all made decisions recently involving parts and chips and getting things out that, um, Probably mm -hmm. need some explanation. It's like, however, whatever, yeah. whenever. Yeah, <laughs> they were using, I don't remember which which manufacturer, but it's like a chip became unobtainable and they weren't able yeah. to ship any product it, for a while. So this let them ship product again, but this also, also a really cool product for customization. The first round to get it to market yeah. and then they're going to update later. Like, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Right now, all of the ones that they're shipping are reportedly with the RP2040 Pico in it and the one that I got was. And I'm, I'm really thrilled because I love buckling spring. That's I always cool. have. It's my favorite. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, huh? All right. See you around. More keeps. All right. Next up will be Paint Your Dragon. What you got going on? Oh, it's me. Week? Gosh. Um, I got a nude, a nudes thing going. Nudes, the uh the, the flexi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> um so I mentioned a thing in the uh, the nudes Uber guide, and it's the idea that you can actually control these off a microcontroller pin or uh some of the LED drivers, I forget the the one in the shot, there's like a 16 channel, um, or you can use WS2811 drivers, which is the same thing that's inside NeoPixels. So you have like NeoPixel nudes. Um, so I mentioned this a long time ago, but I haven't seen a lot of uptake on the idea. So um, I put a, a demo piece together um, using a, a, whole, a whole crap ton of nudes. Uh, I, I just nice. stuck it in a hat arbitrary because I was at the, at the Halloween store looking for things to, to decorate. Um, That's a neat aesthetic. It's almost like a, a Gatsby punk. <laughs> yeah. like, right. I'm sure it looks different in person, but it does look like the the great Gatsby, like it, it but with like electronic steampunky stuff. 
Yeah, so I put 36 nudes in the hat, and they're all PWM dimmable using uh, the 2811 driver, so it's it shows up like NeoPixels. Yeah. And um, it, it it's not very creative. I mean, it's kind of the unflavored gelatin of, of ideas, all one mm -hmm. color. Oh, yeah. But it's also, I mean, look, vanilla is, you know, people say vanilla, but I actually really like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Well, um, it at least showed me the idea, like, it... It holds together, and you know, it took a lot of grappling on those LEDs to get them all in there. And I thought I was going to break them. And no, every single one got through just fine. Works great. So maybe I'll do a more something a little more colorful or uh, interesting shapes or something. Yeah, I don't know, but it looks great. There's the idea. You, you yeah, together. Yeah, it's like um, you know, sometimes you don't want like a full rainbow like LED pattern or something like this. This is like. This is like a professional one. You can go to a wedding with this one. You can go to. It's sort of reminds me of you know yeah. um, when you go to like a, a movie theater and they have the marquee and they use like kind of these warm white lights. It sort of has that feel yeah. to it. Yeah, though I think using multicolor, you know, it could do some very cool neon. Animated, yeah, the old yeah. animated neon signs um, could be replicated. Yeah. You know, in okay. The it's All right, very cool. All right, dang it. Thank you. Thank you, old sport. <laughs> That's a great Gatsby line. Okay, bye-bye. Let's go to JP. JP, what you got going on? Hey, what I got going on is a revision to my Synth.io fundamentals uh, platform. So I just uh, have finished writing up the Synth.io fundamentals guide. And I'd been doing examples on what I thought was kind of the minimal vi minimum viable synthesizer we could put together from the shop, which was a cutie pie with a audio BFF for the I2S amplifier. Uh, and then Lamore said, hey, wait a second. Since you started that, we actually put out the new prop maker feather board. So this is the RP2040. And it's the prop maker. So it's got an I2S amp built on. And it's got the screw terminals here to screw your speaker in. So there's literally zero soldering necessary to get your own uh, customizable CircuitPython synthesizer up and running. So I uh, just added that to the guide and uh, made all the examples work on this. And I just wanted to show a quick demo. I, the sound won't probably be too, too loud because I don't have a, uh, a mic on this right now. Um, but you should be able to hear it. So here I've got it uh, working as a polyphonic synthesizer plugged into an iPhone, which is sending MIDI messages to tell what notes to play. And I'm using an app here called Fugue Machine, which allows you to set a few notes and then uh, run playheads forward and reverse at different speeds to build these sort of organic uh, compositions. So I'll start this here. Is it really called Fugue Machine? Uh, fugue, like a fugue, like a Bach. Fugue. Oh, I thought it was like, like getting in a fight. Like it's a not good a, name for like, the, next, <laughs> the next social network, Fugue Machine. We have like mini fighters. <laughs> and I'll hold this up to the mic up here for a second so people can hear Yeah, it that. sounds good. Yeah, fine. And this one does a whole lot more that I'm not doing right here because we can also bring in um, CC commands to change the waveforms that we're uh, using as a wavetable synthesizer here. Um, but I'm really excited about this because this lets people get up and running with this to build their own synth super easy, zero soldering involved. Uh, and it's a great board. It's a board that can be battery powered. And it's uh, if you do want to solder some headers on here, you could put this on a, a doubler or quadrupler and then start adding things like MIDI feather wings and OLEDs and maybe some 
some knobs and build out a pretty cool uh, little proto synthesizer using SynthIO. So that is right. what I want to show off. Thanks so much, JP. And uh, folks can tune into your show yes. tomorrow. Come on by. We'll be right making on. stuff. And we're going to play a clip. Um, we were off last week, but we'll play the latest product pick of the week from this week on Ask an Engineer. Folks want to check that out. Tremendous. As well. Thank you. All right. Thanks, JP. Yeah, thanks, JP. All right, Aaron, what you got going on this week? Okay, so uh, this week I just launched a new tutorial using these little NFC tags. These things are cool. They're super cheap, uh, like two bucks to get one of these from the Adafruit shop. And what they do is they can pull up a link on your phone. Let's see. So if I just tap, I think this one's programmed. If I just tap it on there, whoops. It's really then hard. I up my link tree or my Venmo link or whatever it is. So this is just incredibly useful. I go to a lot of festivals and I'm out uh, putting up art and stuff like that. And a lot of people wanna see, um, you know, they, they see like my big art installations or my costumes or whatever it is and they wanna be able to follow me on Instagram, for example. But yeah. I'm not always carrying my phone. Um, so what I did was I made a, a jellyfish tentacle <laughs> and I put uh, one of these little NFC tags inside here. So now I can just tap it to their phone and then it'll pull up my link tree and they can follow my Instagram or my TikTok or my, you know, look at my tutorials on Adafruit or whatever it is. Um, I can also, I made one of these that uh, pulls up a, my Venmo. It's so, way better than um, a QR code. So much better. Yeah. It's easier, you know, because it'll just work with any, um, you know, with any, anything you want to put it in. You can put it in, I put in a little sign that says tap to pay so they can just tap like you do at the grocery store, which is really cool. Uh, yeah. If you have a little like a craft booth or something like that, um, it makes it really easy for people to give you money, which is always. It's <laughs> a good idea with the, with the tap to pay to tap to pay or tap to donate because it's like you want to get a whole like payment processor. You're just like, hey, just send to Venmo or to um, PayPal. Yeah, and you can and then do they can, with, with QR yeah. codes. They have like a printed out QR code, but you have to go and scan it, and then there's always like a reflection, and you can't get it. You have to click on it. Yeah, with this, you just put, you just hold your phone up, and it just tap, and you're there. All right, um, good guy. We'll yeah, show, we'll, show, we'll show that off in the really show. Cool. And these things come out in shape. So there's buttons and cards and stickers and keychains and stuff. So like it's 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 just the coolest idea. Really. Well, you can decorate it. QR codes just remind me of menus during the last few years at restaurants because there's no more paper menus. It's like the QR codes aren't, it's not fun. It's not like, yay, QR code, I'm going to have fun. Or it's like, is this going to like open up a malicious link or something like this? So this is kind of nice. It's almost magical. It is quite magical. All right. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. All right. Speaking of magical, Anne's always coming up with some fun. And what you got going on this week? Well, I got a new revision of my circuit board LCARS uh, touchpad. So uh, each of these is a capacitive touchpad. And um, for each button, if you push it, it lights up. Now I'm pushing 10 and the two is lighting up because I still have a bug in it. Um, so I went back to the boards and made a new schematic and double checked all the data and the sheets and everything. So now I've got the schematic right that will translate into the KiCad board layout. Mm -hmm. and hopefully by this weekend or so, I can get another revision sent out. Hopefully the last revision. 
Um, but the second revision boards are kind of neat. They're much, they're half as thick as the first one. And uh, they still have the nice capacitive touch working. And uh, I, I think the light transmissivity, transmissiveness is, uh, is a little better. So um, it's coming along and hopefully soon I'll be back with the final ones. I'll write up a guide on the Adafruit learning system and you can make your own or, or um, mix it up and uh, make uh, different types of boards. But uh, using PCBs makes it super easy to uh, make these kinds of uh, displays rather than using acrylic and covering it and then LEDs behind it. It gets complicated fast, whereas um, some of the new manufacturers can print some really nice designs like this one. And uh, we were off last week, but a uh, happy Star Trek day. We're going to play some of the videos um, that we were recording. We're doing video work for these tiny displays. So it'll be neat when folks will be able to put some of the videos that we showed, like the Star Trek animated series on like a round display or a different display, and then use something like that to skip chapters or control it or whatever. You can kind of build your own little Star Trek device. Um, I think we'll probably see a tricorder almost instantly once we get these uh, display shipping. Uh, and then folks can spin up their own boards to make the interface and all that. So it'll be kind of cool. I, I'm looking forward to it. I love, I love the things that are going on. And some of the new revisions of CircuitPython, I think, will help me finish making my little M4 computer from the original series. Yeah. Displays. Right on. Okay, thanks so much, Anne. All right, thank you, Anne. All right, we're going to go to Paul and then DJ Devin. Hey, Paul, what you got going on? I've got a new project. I like music projects. And yes. let me see if I can, uh, where do I change my camera in this thing? Um, I have a Raspberry Pi that's just been sitting on my desk for years. And I picked up an S3 matrix portal a couple weeks ago too. And I came across the Shazam IO Python library for CPython and thought to myself, oh. that's a new project right there. So. I got one of the little $6 USB microphones that you sell in the shop and plugged it in the Raspberry Pi. And it records a little sample, a 10 to 30 second sample every couple minutes. Um, you can see the speaker that it's next to that, that it can hear from. It sends it off to Shazam. And once it does that, it sends an MQTT message to Adafruit IO and the S3 matrix portal downloads the MQTT message and scrolls the, the artist and the song across the matrix portal. Ooh, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, Toddbot actually helped me with uh, some async code. So it's running async IO with MQTT. I don't know if anyone's yeah. done that before. So that was pretty interesting. And Anecdata yeah. helped me with the scroll. So, it, you know, it takes a community sometimes to, to build a new project. It takes a village. That's a fun project. And then if folks want to uh, try to make this on their own, um, where would they find some of these things? I've got a blog post up that I'll share and uh, my GitHub link to the repo. Okay, where the, right on. The yeah, drop it in Discord if you, if you can. We'll do. And then, um, if you remember, send it to either myself or Anne, and we'll get in the newsletter. I think we usually have a, a Paul Corner anyways, but now you can uh, uh, get this in the newsletter either next week or the week after. Sounds good. Thanks for right. having me. All right, DJ Devin, what you got going on? Well, last week I came on with a 12-panel matrix display that was all jumbled up, and I finally figured that out, so now it's all um working correctly with the 
the weather display that I usually have on a much smaller TFT display. So I ported that code over to this display and forget the scan lines. That's because of the camera shutter. It looks 10 times nicer in real life than what you're seeing in the video yeah, stream. Cool. Hey, look, the fonts uh, look great. Uh, they're actually yellow and they're showing up white. It's because it's all blurred out because of the yeah. how bright they are. It's, uh, I don't know what yeah. you call it. They are extremely bright. Um, and then I have one second here, another demo. And this one is just to say goodbye to Katni. Thank you for Aww. all of the code and community. I like that it's purple. That came up with uh, a Todd bot came up with the fireworks, and I just switched it out the little hearts at the at the oh, end. There. Oh, that's so. Oh yes, the little hearts. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. So that's all I got for this week. I love it. All right, very cool. Thanks for uh, showing us. I like the little uh, the little glitchy things that come up too. That's kind of nice. Uh, those are not on purpose. <laughs> I know they're not, but you know they look great. I think it's just because it's so much current when it we turn all the LEDs white. You then I, I spend a lot of time in video editors to get that effect. So yeah. I really like I know. It. Yeah, the glitching is cool. Uh, it's running on two five volt, eighteen amp power supplies. And uh, C Grover in the meeting said, "I'm running enough juice through it that it's almost like an arc welder." Yeah. I I'm going to try to plan to add a couple more, see, see how many I can add um, without starting a fire. Well, it looks cool. Uh, I appreciate it, and thank you, and you have a lovely uh, night and week. All of course. Right. Thank you, DJ Devin. Okay. Cool yeah. Thanks so much for coming by, and thank you, everyone, for making this the best half an hour of the week every single week, and thanks to GP last week for hosting. We'll be back next week. Um, we'll see everyone in just a few minutes. Ask an engineer starts in you know, five minutes or so. Bye-bye, everybody. See you on the other side.